Welcome to Unleash Your Greatness. I'm Adam Platt. Today, we're going to be talking about being who you're meant to be with my guest, Andy Vargo. I'm going to cue up the intro, and we're going to get right into the episode. The question people often ask themselves is, is there more for me out there? Am I capable of more, of doing more, being more, and having greater success in this life? The answer to that question is yes. I believe that everybody has greatness within themselves and that success leaves clues. And if we can take those clues, we can unlock the greatness within ourselves. I'm Adam Platt, and welcome to Unleash Your Greatness. Welcome everybody to another episode of Unleash Your Greatness, and I am excited to introduce Andy Vargo today. He is a life coach, Comedian, a fun guy. He's also a author and a speaker. And his company or his message is all about own your awkward. And I'm excited to have him on because he's a real fun guy. We've chatted before. And I'm excited to have him share his message and his story about how you can own your awkward. So, Andy, welcome to Unleash Your Greatness. I appreciate you being here. Well, Thank you so much, Adam. I just appreciate the chance to be on here and be part of your your Unleash the Greatness movement. I think that is awesome. I, I'm excited about it. I think, uh, you know, we've chatted. I, I felt like it was a great conversation. I can't absolutely. wait to do more. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, you're a life coach. You help people get over those things that hold them back in life. That's what life coaching is all about, right? And part mm-hmm. of your thing is to get or own your awkward and that's one thing that I, for sure, and and I, I want to obviously get into your story and, and how you came up with that. But one thing that I've all always struggled with since I was a young, shy kid with a, a learning disability to own my awkward because there, I think we all have our awkward quirks and, and weirdness to us, regardless of who you are. You, we all have those things. So I, I just I love the message. And the fact that we can, we can be ourselves and we can be who we are meant to be and be okay with that. So, um, yeah, I I love that story, but I, I I guess I want to, or that message, I want to get into your story though, and kind of how you came to, to be so passionate about helping people to own their awkward and to just be who they are meant to be. So if, you can just share a little bit of background of where you came from, how you got into coaching and why you do it. Sure. So, so the, to answer your first question about, you know, how I got to own my awkward and why I'm so passionate about it, it's because I never did for so long. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really what drives me to help other people do it. Because for myself, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. When I was 40, I realized I needed to come out of the closet, be okay being gay. Yeah. mix things up in my life and have that not be something that just holds me back because sure. I spent so much of my life not, not being myself and pursuing the life I wanted to live. And, and what, what happens is when you're not, when you're focused on hiding all your mistakes, hiding your imperfections, right. let's say you're spending 30 or 40% of your energy on that. And, and I see people do it where they're, continually reading self-help books, always trying to be a different person. Mm. Well, that 30 to 40% of your energy would be so much better spent pursuing what you want to do to be happy. And I realized, oh, I'm, this is all energy that's, that's coming away from living my best life. And if I added that time and energy and focus back into doing the things that I want to do and writing books and helping people, then I'm going to be so much better at those things. And I didn't initially... Uh, plan to get into life coaching, but I was helping friends and people were reaching out when I was started doing speaking and asking for advice. And I realized that, that that really was my calling was to actually help others get through whatever they're dealing with. Yeah. So it, it was just this natural progression for you to go from, you know, coming out of your shell uh, coming out, if you will, <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and then helping other people live the life that they're meant to live and just progressively moving into the coaching industry. And and that's, that's awesome. And, and I think most people get into coaching or want to be a coach 
because they they feel that pull to help people and and they, it starts out so simply like you kind of described I was helping my friends I was helping you know these people that were kind of seeing what I was doing and asking how that was going or whatever and uh, I would sit down and have chats with them and kind of help them learn what you have learned and and I, I've had a similar experience in my life where people would ask well I, I noticed a difference in you as you have changed for the better uh, at least most people think it's for the better uh, where I came from in my my journey and they've asked, you know, what did you do? What are you doing now? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? And and so, yeah, that that's amazing. And I I guess I want to kind of uh, jump back a little bit to, you know, being a 40 year old man, and and you were married to mm-hmm. a woman, um, had kids, and then you decide, you know what, I want to change my entire lifestyle, and that must have been super one difficult for you to make that decision and two such um you know being so vulnerable to put that out there and and to i mean that's a, that's a complete 180 in your your life right like right <laughs> um yeah it takes a it lot of courage anything i ever saw happen yeah and but it takes a lot of courage to do something like that to uh to do a complete 180 of where you are and then shift gears and go somewhere completely opposite. And, uh, I, I applaud you for taking that step to, or leap, if you will, because a lot of people won't, they won't go after living the life that they want. They won't go after even in those circumstances where it's, it's so difficult like that. So, um, I, I guess, what what can you kind of share about your your train of thought as you were kind of like debating that situation where like do I do I make this move do I do I tell my wife do I tell my kids do I or do I just kind of live with what's kind of bundled up inside of me right no that's that's a really good question because it's it's an interesting process that that developed over time obviously sure. but there were kind of two pivotal moments for me one was a week before I was 40 and my, my ex-wife said to me, I don't know what to do for your birthday. If you don't tell me exactly what you want, I'm just going to, you know, have a, a nice dinner at home with the kids and, and whatever. And in that instantly, the first thing that came to my mind was I want to be with somebody who knows that I would like to have a bigger party with my family over and do X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z. And it, it was disheartening that we were that disconnected that, that, that that wasn't an automatic response, but I wasn't comfortable. I was in a position at work with a boss that, you know, was pretty, you know, micromanaging over the top. And I just, I wasn't happy at work. I wasn't happy at home. I never stood up for myself in any of these situations. And I just had this moment where I realized, oh my gosh, my whole life, I need to change it or it's never going to be, I'm not going to have fulfilling relationships. I'm not going to have good situations. And, and we were, we had been not in the best relationship at home for several years and I talked about getting divorced off and on. And I always, you know, think you're going to put it in the good fight. We're going to stick together. This is the right thing to do. And the realization for me a few months later, after that moment was that if I can't be true to myself in my relationship, I can't give my best to the relationship. And I also can't demand the best for myself. So I can't tell the other person they need to treat me well. And so I'm not getting the best of them and they're not getting the best of me. Right. And so that was, it really came down to, if we're going to move forward, you need to know this about me and we need to work through this side of my life. It wasn't, Hey, I'm leaving you because I want to go be with a man. It's if we're going to try to make this work, there's more that I'm struggling with and thinking through and then, you know, things kind of fell into place where it was obvious where to go. But, but you're right. It was, it was the scariest thing I ever had to do. It, it was, it made me question every time I talk to somebody, what's their reaction going to be? And, you know, I'm, you know, that was five years ago. So I'm in a good place about it now. Right. But, you know, when you step into that place, I guess for your listeners, when you have something that's scary, the thing that can be very motivating is when you think about the alternative, if you don't do that thing, 
And when that gets scarier, when living your life in misery and not being honest about who you are or being able to just relax and be yourself, when you think about doing that for another 40 or 50 years compared to facing the pain and getting through it over, you know, a few months or a year, a couple of years, uh, all of a sudden it looks a lot less scary to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, living that life where you're congruent with who you want to be is such an important factor. And, and I think everybody puts a facade or a mask on to some extent, depending on who you're with, right? Like you, if you're with the people who are closest to you, it's probably less. So, but if you're meeting someone for the first time, I think everybody kind of puts a little bit of a, a mask on or whatever. But uh, for the most part, if we can live who, you know, who we're meant to be, in a way that is congruent with how we feel, then we're going to be so much happier. We're going to be able to connect more fully. Cause that's one thing that you said you were missing with your wife was you didn't have that connection. You guys, you know, she didn't understand what you wanted and, and you know, there could be multiple reasons why that was right. One of them was obviously you weren't being congruent with who you felt you should be. But, um, but when we are congruent, we can connect with others. We can love ourselves and be more open and, and willing to put ourselves out there. So I, I love that message. And, um, anyway, do you have any comments yeah, I, on that? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I think that that is so, so important in the way that you talk about it being congruent, because when we have relationships with people, if we're not fully accepting of ourselves, we're always holding off and putting that mask on a little bit, right? It's like, Oh, I, I, I need to show up to work as this person and then I need to change masks when I'm with my friends or when I'm home, like they see this side of me Right. where that erodes relationships is when you're having genuine interactions with people and you have to pause to remember which mask you have on at the moment, or they, they <laughs> sense that little bit of hesitation. The thing that it does is it adds distrust. And now they wonder what is this person not being honest about? What are they hiding? And, and even though you're hiding your own insecurity, it makes them question if you're just completely a, a distrustworthy person, if you're trying to scheme them, if you're trying to hide the fact that, you know, maybe you don't like them as much as they think that you do. And so mm -hmm. it adds that question of distrust, which as humans, we end up making the story a lot bigger when we're facing other people. We start reading into what all the things we think it could be there for. And it could be a totally innocent thing from the other person's standpoint, as simple as they're not comfortable in their own skin and they're trying to figure out how to show up in the right way. Right. And yet all we know is there's just not something there that's congruent. Yeah. So true. And, and that trust, I, I love that you brought that up because you know, I've, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. There was, there's a, a, a coach here in, in Utah where I'm from and he's kind of more of a, a local guy, but he puts on events and draws a pretty decent crowd, you know, anywhere from uh, 500 to 1200 people. Um, and we, we would go to his events and, you know, he, he was this amazing person on stage and he was, uh, you know, everybody loved him. And my wife and I actually went to a different event in California and he happened to be there and we would watch him and he was completely different than what we had seen at his event. Right. And it was funny. We actually ran into him one time and we're like, Oh, Hey, it's so-and-so. And, -so. and I, I'm not going to mention names so that. Uh, you know, but, um, Hey, it's so-and-so. And we actually started chatting with him and, and he was completely like kind of shut down. And, and my wife had just signed up for one of his, his higher end programs. And I said, Hey, my, my wife is, is loving the program, you know, that she's in and, and he, his complete demeanor changed like, Oh, that's great. Like he, he completely shifted his, um, who he was. He put that mask on and it yeah. It really, really did um, cause us to lose a little bit of trust and faith in him because it's like, hey, if he's completely different than he uh, tries to be on stage, what else is he kind of hiding? So I, I, I agree 100 percent like that trust is such a huge factor. So um, I'm, I'm super glad you brought that up. That's so true. Yeah. And, you know, when we get to that point where we start questioning things. Like we could look at that situation and say, okay, is he, is he really a jerk behind the scenes? And this is right. just a stage name, or is it that, you know, there are people who are 
actually shy, even though they're off stage. I have a lot of comedian friends who will have the room cracking up in tears in tears and laughter. And then as soon as they step off stage, they just shy away because they, they can't handle that in-person conversation. Sure. And but we don't know. You, you know, it's it's just a question of we don't know what that answer is. And so that leaves us. And that's where when we look at ourselves, uh, you know, I like to look at it twofold. One is we have to be careful about assuming other people's motives and then putting that on them. And then also for ourselves, we have to be careful that we aren't putting that mask on more so than we need to. And, you know, sure, there's you're going to shift your demeanor a little bit depending on the situation and being appropriate for the situation, but not to the point where you you change your core. Right. Yeah, so true. Uh, and and I agree. We and and. and to give that that person individual or that person a the benefit of the doubt, he he has said you know he's an extrovert and and you know and so yeah when we do we all do that to a point you know you get on stage and and there's a huge crowd and you're you're gonna be almost like a you know I guess a little bit of an actor if you will but you can mm-hmm. still I feel be true to who you are right um, right and and not. I just do a complete 180 and, and change. But anyways, that's, I, I just, I think it's so brilliant for you to, to say that when you're, you're not who you are, you lose that trust when you're, you're not true to who you're meant to be. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's so true. So, um, so I want to kind of go back and, and pick your brain a little bit more on your journey. You, you, Come out of the closet. <laughs> I hope it's okay if I say it like that. Um, yeah, totally. You decide totally to, to come out of the closet. Uh, tell your your wife and kids that you're you're a gay man and you want to get a divorce. And from there, you have this progression of helping people, and eventually, you fall into coaching. Tell me, kind of like what that that shift from you know having a, a nine to five job to now being a, a life coach where you're you're working with clients and, and what does that mean to you? Like how, how does that affect your, you know, for me, I, I love working with people like one-on-one is like one of the most exciting things ever. I love working with groups. I love working with uh, doing, doing an online course and, and things like that. But man, when you can sit down and just totally focus on that one person, it just lights me up. Like it's so exciting for me. So. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm definitely the same way when, because, you know, the groups are fun because there's the group of people and you see that, oh, all, all these people are maybe taking something and each of them might take something from this. But when it's one on one, you really get that tangible sense of what difference you may have helped a person make in their life. And it's it's that 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 sense of hearing. I was able to make this happen this week because of our session last week. You're like, wow, that is so rewarding. Uh, since I have started doing this. It's owning your own business in any regard is the most stressful thing you can do outside of, you know, family and raising kids and health type things. But it's a different kind of stress because there's such a reward knowing that what you're doing is something you're passionate about and that you you feel very strong about the contribution you're giving to the world that it's not that stressful when I put in the long day or I pulled the overnight or making videos or marketing or all the kind of things that you're doing that's always in the back of your head but it's a completely different weight on your shoulders than, Oh, I have to go deal with someone else's drama at work. And I'm mm-hmm. going to have to figure out, you know, how to make them happy for the next eight hours and keep them off my back till I come back the next morning. Right. And you know, you're, you're stressed for a reason that isn't fulfilling. And I think that's a lot of times where, where we're off, right? Because stress is, is there for a good reason. It helps motivate us and move us forward. But if the reward isn't there, then we're only enjoying the stress. And if we have all the stress, but we, you know, you jump out of an airplane and it's freaky and you have the stress, but then you have the adrenaline rush of the view and everything else. And then <laughs> hopefully your parachute opens and it's a good thing. Right. But, you know, if you <laughs> jump out of the airplane and the parachute doesn't open, that's kind of like, you know, what it can be like if you're not fulfilled. And, and I'm not saying that the only way to that fulfillment is to have your own business because you can be totally fulfilled going to work every day, Absolutely. but you need to find what that meaning is. And, you know, I used to sell toilet paper for a living and restaurant supplies, and that's the most boring category of products, theoretically, 
But for me, there was a lot of fulfillment in that I was helping small businesses make better decisions, learn how to mm. um, manage their supplies and stuff in a way that actually controls their costs and makes money for their business. So whatever situation you're in, you don't have to flip your life upside down as drastically as I did, but you can find ways to make that be more rewarding. Yeah, very cool. I, I agree 100% with uh, finding the reward in whatever you're working on and then work towards a goal to make it better. Uh, your mm-hmm. life, your, your relationships, your anything, right? Uh, because you, you can, you can find fulfillment in anything in the most uh, mundane, horrible thing in the world. And you can find, you know, some, some kind of beauty or reward in it. And then say a, what else do I want to add to this? Or what do I want to go to make it better, my life better, my life more fulfilled, and then work on that? So uh, that's definitely something I've been, especially with COVID right now, a lot of, I, I, I see that as a theme, right? Over and over as, as we go into 2021, and something that I'm actually promoting pretty heavily is, you know, 2020 was a hard year. It was tough for a lot of people. There was, there was a lot of drama. There was a lot of uh, lockdown and, and isolation and and a lot of things that, that went on with politics and movements and whatever, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, we've got to look to the next year, 2021, and say, you know, what is my intention to make this year better? Um, right. How can I, I move past all that and make it so much better? So, And I think we can do that in our our everyday life with whatever we're facing. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Great perspective to and have. I, and I think it's important to remember that we're, we're just following the status quo. So 2021 will not be any different than 2020 until it, we do something to change it for ourselves. Yeah. And regardless of what's going on in the world around you, you have to make changes to what you're receiving into your life and what you're putting out from your life if you want that to be any different this year. And it's a great, op- we have a great opportunity to do it. And I see people who have been doing it and we're doing it in 2020 during the pandemic, but individually it's like, okay, where's my opportunity to, to move in the direction I want to go. Yeah, for sure. And, and to, to distinguish what you can control and what you can't control, because there's so much that's out of our control, but there is a lot that we can say, you know, what's my mindset going to be in this situation or at this time, going into 2021, you can, you can have power over that. You absolutely can decide for yourself what your mindset's going to be. Sure. You can't, uh, you can't, uh, you know, affect politics. You, you can go to rallies and you can be one of the crazy crowd people attacking the Capitol or whatever, if you want, I guess. But at the end of the day, what's it really going to do? Not probably much, um, right. in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, like, there's so much we can affect, but there is a lot in our immediate world that we can, if we choose to. So there's a, there's, it's, you mentioned that it reminds me of an exercise that I, that I work with clients on. And it's basically around the emotions of control and how you're dealing with it and accepting what you can and can't control. And I have a, a basically three column worksheet that I have them fill out. And the first column is all of your gripes around this situation or this change. Right. So Uh it's, it's pandemic. I can't leave the house. I can't do this. I can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then the second column is just a yes or no question. Can you, is this in my control or outside of my control? Mm. So everything that's inside your control, you hit yes. Everything outside your control, you hit no. And then the beauty comes in that third column where that's the action column. And in that column, the first thing is anything that says it's outside of your control, there's only one answer you can put down and it's accept it and move on. And once you do that, you take these, you know, five or 10 things you might be griping about out of the 20 things that you, that you're upset about in your situation and you take them off the list because you can't do anything about it. And on the other, you can say, okay, if I, if I lost my job, well, I can look for work. I can sign up for school. I can update my resume. I can see a headhunter. And and it starts giving you that control to take the power over the things that, that are within your reality to affect. Yeah and stop focusing all that wasted energy on things that you're just kind of complaining and moaning about that really 
they're going to keep you in that zone. That's going to keep you from moving forward until you accept them and just move on. Yeah. So true. And what a powerful exercise for anybody. Just like, Oh, there's all this, uh, things going on. And, and sometimes we get bogged down. I, I personally, I try to stay as much away from the news as I possibly can. Um, I do have things that pop up on my phone about, uh, you know, current, you know, breaking news, I guess, if you will. So I kind of know, honestly, what's been going on the last couple of days. I don't even know much about to be, I haven't got on CNN. I haven't done anything just because it, it, there's so much that is out of my control. And when you decide that, yeah, that's really not in my control and you let it go. That's, that's such a powerful mindset to have and our perspective or whatever you want to call it. And so, yeah, I, I can see that being a, a super powerful exercise for anybody who just feels like, man, the world is just bogging me down with uh, all this negativity and there's all this anxiety around everything. And, and yeah, people need to be aware of that and, and work through that. So that's, that's a great exercise. And I think anybody can, you know, anybody who's listening, I, I would think, and you probably have a, a special worksheet to work through it, but you could make a column and three columns and, and work through that yourself. That's, that's a great tool. So thank you for it's, sharing that. Yeah, for sure. It's really simple. That's, I, I try to make everything just as basic as possible because we get caught up in all the bells and whistles. And, and I do that myself where it's like, Oh, if I'm going to put a program out there, it has to have X, Y, Z, and I have to have all these things. But the reality is we just need time to sit down and talk and figure out a way to communicate, whether that's through a phone or a zoom or, you know, in person. And we're going to start solving the problems, all the bells and whistles, those will come later or when they're needed, but they're, they're really just distractions from focusing on the actual thing. Like you said, you can pull out a piece of paper and, and create three columns very easily. Hey, it's Adam. Real quick, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know that if you haven't set goals, right now is the perfect time to set those awesome goals that you want to go after, those dreams that you want to accomplish, those things that you want to do in your life, create the lifestyle that you want. Right now is the perfect time to set those. And I have this new ebook that I just created. It's called Seven Step Goal Setting Workshop. And you can grab a free copy. It's usually a $47 value, but you can grab a free copy today at arisetoconnect.com slash goal setting. And in this book, this ebook, you're going to learn how to evaluate priorities, how to create successful goals, and simple hacks to manage your goals. So again, this is a free copy right now, the seven step goal setting workshop ebook that you can grab right now. And I hope that you go out there, you'll grab that copy of your, this free book and start setting those amazing goals so that you can create the life that you want. And now let's jump back into the episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and so true. Like just, I think what most people need to do is just start, like just right. do something. Even if it is a simple activity as pulling out a piece of paper, writing your thoughts down, creating three columns, whatever it is. Like uh, if you're struggling with feeling like there's overwhelm or you're not being congruent with who you are, like we've been talking about, just write out a, pull out a piece of paper, a journal, uh, anything, and just get your thoughts down. Cause that, that mind dump, I guess is what I like to call it can help so much and and you can visualize it like okay yeah this is where my my issues that i'm dealing with right now are i need to refocus on controlling what i can control and anyways yeah super powerful so um awesome uh i want to get into the own your awkward statement that you use for your company because i think it's uh, and we talked a little bit about it with, with your story, but, but tell me kind of how you came up with that and what that means to you owning your awkward. Okay. So for me, owning your awkward, it's, it's all about, um, you know, we're all uncomfortable for one reason or another, when we walk into a room full of people, mm -hmm. you know, you could be self-conscious because of your height or you could be self-conscious because of your size, your age, the way you look, whatever it is, it could be that you're just kind of shy or maybe you're kind of boisterous and you're worried that you're going to be too much for the room. Yeah. I, I, my 
thing that I like to remind people about is that when we walk into that room, whatever it is that we're feeling uncomfortable about, someone is across the room equally as uncomfortable for the same thing, but probably for a different reason. If I'm walking in thinking I'm too short, someone's probably in there feeling like they're too hot, tie, too, too tall and towering <laughs> over the room. Or if, if someone's, you feel like maybe your age is the issue and you feel either too young or too old, you know, you might be walking in feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm too young for this room. I'm inexperienced. I don't know anything that's going on. And, and you're looking at the, the person who's older than you has more experience. And you're thinking, wow, look at all their experience. Look at all the stuff that they know right off the back of their hand. And they might be looking at you going, look at all their fresh ideas. And I love their energy and excitement and willingness to learn. And yet by actually being okay with that and saying, guess what? This is what I have to offer based on who I am, where I'm coming from. Usually people love that more than anything about you. That's usually what endears people to you. Yeah. And so when we can own that and harness it, it, we're creating our best life and we're being successful because of that reason, not just in spite of it. It's like saying, you know what, I'm going to wear this, like the, the red badge, like on the scarlet letter where she turns into this beautiful <laughs> thing that yeah. it's supposed to be this stigma. And, and I, uh, I started doing these awkward thoughts in a, a friend of mine, which were these little YouTube videos saying, Hey, here's my thought for the day. And a friend of mine called me and said, you know, are you trying to be serious? Are you trying to be quirky? I can't tell. I think you just kind of need to step into the awkwardness and just do it. And, and I was already using awkward as my brand. And that's really where I started shifting from just having awkward in the brand of being own your awkward, because yeah. it really is about making it your thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love I love the the message. I love the story of how it came about. And, and and the funny thing is, is that so many times we get caught up in all these uh, judgments of what we think other people are thinking of us, right? And, yeah. And like you said, you go into a room and you're thinking, I'm too short, I'm too young, I'm too old or whatever. There's the million other people thinking something about themselves and they're not focused on you. Like 99% of the time, nobody is even going to focus on what they think, you know, sure. You meet certain people and sometimes you're like, wow, that was an odd, uh, interaction or something like that. But at the end of the day, we all have our, our quirks and we all have our insecurities that we think that other people are going to notice. And 99% of the time, nobody notices them. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like, it, yeah, it's all that dialogue we're having in our own head. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, I, I guess that's a best way to put it is all those negative self-talk that we have. And, you know, I, I would say that the majority of people have more negative self-talk than they have positive self-talk. And, and if we can, you know, mm -hmm. change the, the weights of how that goes. Sorry, my daughter right. just well, tried coming in. <laughs> and, uh, and I used to be that guy that would, you know, go to the library and I'd get a stack of self-help books and I'd be like, okay, which issue am I going to solve today? And, you know, you're reading through the books and I'm going, okay, well, uh, effective people get up at 5 a.m. So now I got to start getting up at 5 a.m. And then they do this and then they do that. Mm -hmm. And I would be trying to shift m who I was to mimic all these different personalities or characteristics of what the picture of success was. And, and I don't, I don't think that there's not value in self-help books. The books that I write are self-help books. So right. I'm not trying to talk myself out of a job here, <laughs> but I think the important difference is that we need to use them to develop habits and activities and things and, and learn ideas that could help us in our life versus changing who we are at our core and our, ourselves. And if yeah. we're if we're changing what we line up in our values and how we present ourselves to the world to be like somebody else, that's where the problem comes in. But if we're using them to help open up our greatness that's already there, then then that's where it's it's done right. And and I I realized one day I just need to stop trying to be somebody else because all of that energy was was just taken away from being me. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, I, oh, I'm just, I'm processing all you just said because I, I and I, I've fallen into that trap in the past where I've, I've read a book. And I'm like, Oh, I've got to do this, 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 and this. Right. And, 
and then I just do it and and yeah some of it sticks but oftentimes I'm like well that would really didn't work for me and and that's okay I think we have to be okay with that because I I guess the you know the the thing that I've come to conclude about reading self-help books and again I'm I'm a, I'm a huge reader I I love reading self-help books it's it's changed my life in so many ways but you have to take what you can and implement what you can. And, and if you try to implement too much at one time, you're going to fail. If you right. can implement one thing at a time, then you can, you can progress. But if you're like, okay, I'm going to start these five habits tomorrow. And you try to do that. Like, it's just not going to happen. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to stop and you're not going to implement any of them. So I think it, there's a fine balance there between finding what works for you. Like you were saying that still keeps you, you at the core but doesn't, mm-hmm. um, but still allows you to grow and become somebody that you want to grow into. Um, so, go right, ahead. yeah, it's critical. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, own your awkward. You 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 teach people to own their awkward. What does that look like when you're working with a client and you're like, you know what, you you just gotta own your awkward. Mm-hmm. How do, how does that look? Because I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested in the the shift that most people have when you bring that up and and you start teaching them that. Yeah. So primarily, the clients that I'm working with are going through a life change. Whether yeah. they are uh, whether they've had a change happen to them or they're planning for a change coming up. Um, either way, it it's that's typically who I'm working with and. You, a lot of times it's someone who's either gotten divorced or they're, you know, kind of changing their identity one way or another, or they're relocating. And so typically when we're in a, in a time of change, there's always a little bit of a identity crisis going on because sure. it's, well, what, you know, even if you're relocating to a new area and it's something as simple as that is, well, what things did I identify with from living in, you know, Texas versus living in California? It's like, okay, well, if I'm now living here, do I still are the same activities there. They're the same places that I go to. It's a different crowd. So mm-hmm. when we're stepping into a new situation in our life, we have to really kind of look at what are the pieces of me that I want to bring to that situation that I want to bring to the world. And, and sometimes like I've had people who beat themselves up over how they're identifying themselves. Cause it's, you know, one, one client that I had, he was a little bit, uh, you know, scattered on what his interests were. So he, you know, I'm going to be a ski instructor and he'd go do ski instructing for a season. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to write a book. So I'm going to start writing. And then pretty soon he's into singing or creating music and has done all these different jobs. And which was really cool because for, for me, and this is really what kind of owning that awkward comes down to is I'm looking at him saying, wow, this is cool. All these different things you've experienced, but he was beating himself up because he saw it as a failure because he never became the top of any of those things, or he didn't keep it beyond a certain length of time. And so for that person, the struggle was really, I'm not sticking with anything long enough to identify as a ski instructor or a musician or this. And so the work we were doing was to shift his thinking to see that as a good thing and say, well, why can't you be an explorer? Why can't you be an adventurer? And your thing that you do in life that you love doing is trying all these different careers, all these different hobbies. And it was really great to see that shift in his mindset. He's like, oh, it's okay that I like doing different things. It's not unsettled. And so in that way, you know, for him to own his awkward, it's to step into the world and say, hey, I can't pick any one thing and I'm okay with that, but I can tell you how to start a million different projects. I can talk to you about all these different jack of all trades things. And it's things like that, that, that really, help kind of get at what's eating at your core. You know, when, when we sit down for a session, it's where do you want to go and where are you? And really what we're trying to identify is those roadblocks. And if that roadblock is just not being comfortable, you know, committing to something or yeah. being on skin, then that's what we're going to learn how to own. You can own your awkward. Yeah. Cool. No, it, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and I think, you know what i guess what comes to my mind with that that specific story you just shared is 
lots of times we get this mindset that there's this path that we have to take, whether it's because our parents mm-hmm. expect us to or society expects us to. And, you know, you, you are young, you go to school, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you, you know, there's this progression that everybody kind of uh, society, if you will, kind of expects mm-hmm. of us. And lots of times we can find that that's not what we need to do. And right. like you say, uh, kind of find ourselves, own our awkward and, and decide, you know, I'm okay being the adventurer or the, you know, the, you know, the life coach or uh, in my case, the achievement coach or the, you know, the guy who quit his job like I did uh, a year and a half ago or almost a year ago uh, to do coaching full time or, you know, the gay man or, or, you know, there's a million things, right? And to be okay in that space and say, I don't have to follow anybody else's path. I don't have to be what everybody expects me to be. As long as I'm happy and I know who I'm supposed to be, that's okay. And I, to me, I guess that's how I kind of interpret in my mind, uh, own your awkward. And then, of course, we're all quirky in our own way, you know. Uh, and that's okay. That's fine. So. Right. Yeah. No, I think that that's true. It's I like to think about, uh, like, we're all just kind of beach balls. And if you look at a beach ball, it's it's got, you know, stripes all the way around it. Right. And if I look at you holding up a beach ball right now, I can see a couple of the colors in your stripes. And I might know you're an achievement coach, and I know that you've got kids and that I know where you live. And so these are a couple areas of your stripes that you see, but I don't see those other colors on the back. I can only see, you know, primarily one color with a little bit, you know, I know a little bit of these other colors, but not the full story, but there are other people that see the family side of your life or, you know, they're in your neighborhood. So they see that side of your life or whatever those things are. Yeah. And so there's all these aspects and it's okay that, that some of them show a little bit differently but when we encounter people, it's, it's like, what is all that? And with, I'll, I'll have people fill out that beach ball exercise and I actually have it where you can list what, what those things are that you identify is. Yeah, yeah. But, but with, with this client, we did a diagram of a soccer ball. I said, maybe you're not limited to just the stripes on a beach ball. Maybe you're a soccer ball or a volleyball where we've got a lot more things going on uh, because we get caught up, I think, too much in what we identify as and what we're supposed to be to the world. When in reality, it's, it's a mix depending on the world we're around. And there's a fine line between putting that mask on all the time and changing who we are versus pivoting the ball around to show more of what you have going on. Yeah, true. Uh, I love that analogy. That's, that's a great way to look at it because yeah, there's always uh, another side to everybody that, uh, maybe they're not willing or feel like they can share with other people or they don't feel like being vulnerable. That's a, that's a big deal too. Some people are not comfortable sharing who they really want to be and that could be hard too. So, um, you know, I, I know for myself, it's, it's always hard to be that vulnerable. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to look weak, I guess, in our minds to other people and, and being vulnerable sometimes makes us feel like we're looking weak when in reality it's really, you're just, you're being strong because it's hard. So, um, so, uh, I want to kind of talk a little bit about your book and what that's about. What remind me the name of it again. So it's called own your awkward life changes. I got a copy right here. Awesome. So it's own your awkward life changes, the complete handbook for mastering change. Very cool. Uh, it's a it's a pretty it's pretty intense in that it's got all these I don't know how well you can see that but it's got worksheets in it that you fill out for each step of change and and one of the worksheets is that one I was talking about earlier uh, where you that there's actually a page that is that exercise to look at change look at what you can accept and then what actions you can take and so it's it's basically the systems that I work my clients through when we're dealing with change. And it's things that, you know, I've gone through job loss, I've gone through relocating, I've 
divorced, coming out, relationship changes. I, and when I started coaching, I remember thinking, well, I don't know what I'm going to coach people on. They say, find your specialty. And I was like, well, I keep changing everything in my life. I guess that's when I, when I come back to the conversations I'm having with people, I was helping them through change. So I realized that really needed to be my focus. And so I had started, I had templates that I would give clients to work with. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be nice if I just added a couple of pages so they could have an explanation of each template in case they forget what we talked about or, um, or those kind of things. And, or they want to come back to it later, uh, for a different change. And, you know, that turned into, well, now I need to add more here and it, it just eventually turned into a book. So. Awesome. So, uh, sounds like an amazing book with a, a ton of value in it to go through and, and evaluate, you know, okay, how do I feel about this? Where am I at at this point in my life? And, and, uh, you know, really dig in deep on what you want, who you want to become, you know, who are you, you know, deep down, who is that awkwardness right. or person yeah. inside of you? Uh, so where can people get a copy of the book? Is it on Amazon, your website? Where, where can they get a copy? You can easily get a copy on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, no matter where you're at. Uh, it's on my website at awkwardcareer.com. You can buy it there as well. Awesome. Um, and then it's starting to pop up in some local bookstores here in Tacoma, but that'll, that'll be evolving over time. But uh, yeah, the easiest way is if you're anywhere you, you want, just go to awkwardcareer.com or look it up on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's Own Your Awkward Life Changes by Andy Vargo. Awesome. Very cool. So um, I, I'm also going to include links to where people can go and, and grab that uh, in the description of this podcast and on YouTube so that they can find that as well. And also connect with you if, if they feel like they need a, some help in their life, connecting with themselves, uh, connecting with the awkwardness and being okay with that, then they can absolutely, uh, connect with you and, 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 you know, have you as a coach and, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, a pretty awesome niche, I would say, uh, and, and a unique niche that, you know, you call yourself life coach, but, you have, have branded yourself in such a way that it's amazing. And I think a lot of people can benefit from that, what you have to offer them. So, um, yeah, awesome. I'm going to make sure everybody can, can connect with you who want to. So, uh, in closing, I want to ask you one last question. And that is what I always like to ask at the conclusion of my, my interviews is, what would be the one to maybe three things that you would say someone who needs to unleash their greatness within themselves needs to do? What were those things that you would suggest? Well, I, I think the first thing would be to be, to sit down and have a real heart to heart with yourself and be honest about what it is that you bring to the world and what's getting in the way from you unleashing it. Yeah. Sit down, really think through that and know that, if you had no obstacle of shyness or money or anything that you like was holding you back, what would that gift be that you have for the world? Yeah. And once you know that and believe in it, then it's just a matter of let's sit down and, and whether you are working with a coach or just calling a friend or whatever, sit down with somebody that you trust and have them be vulnerable enough to say, this is what I want to give to the world. And I can't quite figure out how to get there. So whether you're sitting down brainstorming by yourself, bouncing ideas off of close friends or a coach or a mentor, you know, figure out how to do it. It's it's doable yeah. and the obstacles aren't as big as as they are like the monster under your bed. Like, you know, you're scared of it, you don't want to look. <laughs> and then when you finally do look, it's like, oh, there's nothing there. Or it's my slippers. And they just, you know, cast a weird shadow. So be willing to take the steps, but first start out by identifying what that is. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I love how you put that and, uh, you know, not let those things that, you know, the slippers in the corner who, you know, as a little kid, you think might be the monster, uh, casting a shadow on your bed or whatever. So oftentimes we let those things stop us, you know, fear of 
the silliest things and and prevent us from moving forward in life. So I, I love that. I love the 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 action steps that you have given people. And for those of you who didn't catch the action steps, go and do the three pillars because that's something anybody can do at home, as well as go grab a copy of his book, uh, of Andy's book. And again, those will be in the description of the podcast as well as on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can go and you can grab a copy of Andy's book. Own Your Awkward. Again, remind me to the whole title. Life changes. Own your the complete hand for masking. There you go. Um, so, uh, Andy, any last words that you want to just leave the audience with before we we end? I would just say, you know, make your life as amazing as you can by taking control of the changes that are in your life. Make them yours and own awkward. And uh, Adam, thank you so much. I really enjoyed being on your show today. Yeah. I- Thank you so much, Andy, for being on the show and for giving your your amazing story, your amazing perspective on owning your awkward and being who you're really meant to be, regardless of what other people think. And so everybody, uh, thanks for joining us today. Go out there and be amazing. Be who you're meant to be. And like Andy said, go and and create the world that you want. Everybody, thanks for joining me today. And I really appreciate you being here. And do me a favor. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite uh, platform that you listen to podcasts on. And also leave me a message or a comment or a review. I just really appreciate it. Also, why I've got you here, if you are ready to take your life to the next level, I have an amazing program right now that's called Achievement Monthly. And this is a monthly program where you can come and learn every month from me, Adam Platt, Achievement Coach. And we're going to go, I'm going to go live every month. Come on and help you get to that next level in life, that next level of success, that next level of achievement. Because, you know, up till now, you've, you've done so well and you've done all you can. But sometimes you just need a little bit more help, a little bit more um, to get you to that next level. And that's what this program is really meant to be. And so it's uh, designed to help you, one, learn what you need to do to get to that next level. And two, it's also meant so that you can uh, network with other people. So we're going to train for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then we're going to break out into groups so that you can network with other people get to know them and connect with them so that they can help support you in your goals, your dreams, and create the life that you want. So if you are interested in joining that program for only $39 a month, you can go and register at arisetoconnect.com slash achievement. And I am so excited to see you there and to help you get to that next level in life because, man, that's where everything starts to go right and happen for you. So go again, register right now at arisetoconnect.com slash achievement. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside of that program and every month so that we can get you working towards that goal and that dream life that you want. Thanks and have an amazing day. Go out and make your life what you want it to be.